All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. Another week, another day, another dollar. Um, it is our Thanksgiving 2020 edition. Guys, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like 2020 has been the longest, yet the shortest year at the same time of like, I feel like it's wild that it's Thanksgiving, where we've been in like lockdown for seven months, um, but five, six, seven, eight. It sucks. Six foot, <laughs> seven foot, eight foot. What? Yeah, um, that's but how it's felt. Nah, I've, yeah, it's tough. But how 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 are we feeling about Thanksgiving? Um, we got some football. Some we got some basketball, which is back. Um, uh, I it's, don't have football. <laughs> yeah, but Avery is not. Avery says that the Ravens have ruined Thanksgiving, um, and we'll we'll talk about that. But before we kind of in. We are, I, I do have to give you kind of a forewarning to the listeners. Um, Connor is, uh, Connor, we are, we're kind of communicating with him through FaceTime. Virtually, he um, had a situation. Yeah, he had a face, uh, we, he, he had a situation which um, he his something about COVID and we don't want to get COVID here in this apartment. So um, we, we appreciate him kind of keeping the social distance, keep keeping the mask, keeping the social distance. So I do have a question for you. Since it is um, <laughs> Connor, we can hear you typing. Um, okay. Um, so um, since it is Thanksgiving, since it is the holiday season, um, I do have to ask you, what is probably your Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving foods? I think there's a lot of Thanksgiving foods. Thanksgiving has become synonymous for food. Um, so what is your probably Mount Rushmore, your top four that you got to have every single Thanksgiving? Uh, so I like ham over turkey. You want me to go first? Yeah, go okay, ahead. I'll, say, I'll, I'll go ham. I got to have baked mac and cheese. It can't be like pot. It has to be baked with some type of crust on the top or else it ain't hitting right. <laughs> it ain't hitting right. Okay. Um, so we got mac and cheese. We got ham. Uh, I like – I'm going to go to dessert now. I like pumpkin pie. Okay. I don't like sweet potatoes. I'm weird. And then my fourth – you know, a nice roll. Oh, a nice a buttered roll. Buttered roll. Okay. Like, okay. So I can, like scoop up gravy with it. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Big fella. Okay. Coming in hot with the nasty yeah. picks. It's making me hungry. Bro, I feel you, dog. <laughs> I'm so excited for tomorrow. Uh, con man. Con man. What, what you, uh, what you thinking about your Mount Rushmore of food? I mean, I, Turkey's great. I mean, I think that's like a classic. Got to have that gravy on it. Um, prime ribs, pretty good, but I think I think turkey would win out on that. Like, prime I rib. got the like bougie, a- the bougie Thanksgiving. Y'all eat prime rib at yeah, Thanksgiving. Well, have, I've had well, my family used to go somewhere out with my family. that come down. And we'd have like they'd have like prime rib, and that was like the that best sounds, that they make. But I'd say turkey. Wild. I gotta say, like mashed potatoes and stuffing, like that, like gravy heavy oh, food. I'd say that's stuffing. like a combo. Because when I say when I think of mashed potatoes, I also think of stuffing. So like, that's kind of cheating. But I'm gonna cheat because it's Thanksgiving. We all cheat on our calories during this time. Free straight up carbs. Some type of pie. I don't. I mean, everyone's got their own pie, but as long as there's a pie somewhere, I'm okay with it. Like someone's like, I bought an apple pie. I'm like, great. Squat up. Um, <laughs> Squat up. No, they're like, I got a pumpkin. I got all this other stuff. I'd be like, all right, cool, cool. Pumpkin is lit. But um, if I had to pick a fourth. Rolls are good too. 
I got I gotta go with Avery. Like if someone brought out like some buttered rolls with like that right bit of gravy, Ain't nothing better gravy, than some good bread. That slaps. No, I feel- and then maybe like green beans or like baked asparagus, like a, like a good a good vegetable. Perfect. You, you know what the worst thing at Thanksgiving is? Is the cranberry thing. Whatever that is, I think it's the worst. Oh, the cranberry like jam or something like the that? The cranberry oh, dressing it's like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, worst. I know what you're talking about. Or like someone makes a, in my family, makes a cranberry dressing like casserole thing. Oh. It is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my All life. All right. Now, now I'm going to I'm gonna give you mine, but I think I got a follow-up question. Um, and, and remind me that I got a follow-up it's question. So, um, Dang, shout outs to Sorry. shout outs to Brooke. Shout out Brooke. Um, but so shout outs to Brooke. Uh shout out to Wade. Yeah, since we shout out shout out to the to the fam. Shout out to the foster fam. Yeah. Um so um so my mine is going to be I, I think that I'm gonna have two meats on here. I think I'm gonna have ham because I'm a big ham guy myself. But dark meat turkey, yeah, chef's kiss way boy. better than the white. Oh, yes, for sure. But the hard part about it is is that in my family, everybody likes the dark meat, oh, so, so it's it's it. slim pickings you over get here. Line first. <laughs> yes, dude. Um, and so, dark meat, turkey, ham. Um, I'm probably gonna go with a, a mac and cheese. Um, just yeah. I, I I'm a big mac and cheese guy. I grew up on mac and cheese. I love me some mac and cheese. And then my fourth, um, I don't know whether you've ever been here when I brought it home, but my aunt Sylvia makes this chocolate cake that has like it's a cho- it's a regular chocolate cake, but has uh, chocolate ice or chocolate whipped cream on it and it is boy it's like pudding and whipped cream mixed together that sounds good and it's so good bro i literally so i'm weird about cake so i like um so i brought so my uncle my aunt sylvia's husband is a mechanic and like last last year maybe six months ago sometime like that um right when covid just began i had to get like my car fixed or something like that so i went to hickory to give have him look have him look at the car and i was like and sylvia i don't care how much it costs just give me like when i come up there just like let me have a whole cake and bro i smashed it in three days and it was like a good like six inch by four inch pan and bro i smashed now now my second question for you in the topic of thanksgiving is is, this is the follow-up what is one what is one food that Thanksgiving food specifically that you don't like that everybody loves because I'm going to be on you you don't like whoa, mac and cheese whoa, the blasphemous so you're saying mac and cheese um I'm not a big mac and cheese fan I don't know what it is it's just something I've just like haven't liked since I was a kid maybe you can blame it on like when I was young I didn't like craft mac and cheese and that kind of just like spread to everything else but like that is probably like the the biggest like food that like I say like I don't like mayonnaise either, but a lot no, of people are, like I'm I with whatever you on that. mayonnaise is like, trash. When I tell people I don't like mac and cheese, they look at me like I've committed a sin. I mean, like, honestly, you, you have. You we we like just did the same thing. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, you're wrong. No, we we just, still love I'm you though. No, I mean, like, you could say that. Like that is. I knew once you were gonna ask like food that like um, um <laughs> uh, food that I people that uh that people like that I don't mac and cheese is it. All right. I'm going to go – I'll go next. Um, Savory's yawning. I'm um, slump. Dude, I feel you. Um, Long hey, week. it's that chair, boy. That yeah. chair be making you feel some type of way. Um, not co- that kind of type I'm, of way, though. Well, hey, no, I'm just cozy. I'm not <laughs> horny. <laughs> um, but I, I think that uh, 
I think my food that I don't like that everybody else loves, I don't like stuffing that much. Um, it stu- depends what kind. It, I've never – I don't think I've ever had a good stuffing. Um, and that might be the problem, but I've never kind of been, been a big fan of stuffing. Um, I think that it's kind of it, – it's in a lot of people's Mount Rushmore, and to me it's not not that great. Avery, what you got? I abhor – you know what that means? No. Hate. It was one of my vocab words in 10th grade. I just never can forget it. Okay. I abhor. Whore. <laughs> abhor. Deviled eggs. Oh, dude. They my, are the worst thing God has ever created. Dude, my dad is listening right now, and he's going to fight you right now. Because, bro, they my mom. so bad. Dude, my dad, like, the only, like, the best thing my mom makes is deviled eggs. That's awesome for her. That's all. <laughs> Deviled eggs go hard. That's awesome for them. But, dude, I hate boiled eggs. It's the only way I won't eat an egg. And then you put, like, relish in it. See, I can eat the egg. I can eat the egg in itself. But all the, like, the the stuff inside of it with mustard and mayonnaise and And the relish relish and all this other kind of stuff. three things I hate in a combination in a boiled egg that I already hate. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I feel you, big and homie. Evan and my dad and my mom and my stepmom, they smash like eight of them. And the car ride home is just farts. The worst <laughs> farts you've fart. ever smelled. So, now, now what? Uh... I'll say this. Loki, I don't like sweet potatoes. Me neither. But sweet potato Me neither, pudding actually. with like a melted marshmallow on top, cooked oh, to perfection. Like yams. I mean, it's amazing. Like, if you were like, here's a sweet potato, I'm like, no. But if someone's like, here's a sweet potato pudding made right with, like, melted marshmallow on top, we feasting. We feasting out here, cuz. I I don't know, bro. I just can't. No, I feel you. I feel you. Now, now, since we are a sports podcast, I'll kind of get us back on track. Um, but I think since it is the holiday season, since it is Thanksgiving, we got to talk about the Thanksgiving games. Um, and I know that Avery, Avery's kind of save feeling that, some type. Save that for last because we'll go in, we'll, like, save that game for last because we're right, going to we'll, go we'll, into a whole spiel about it. All right, we'll save that part for last. Um, but we have kind of the, the two games, which we have uh, the Texans and the Lions. We have the Washington uh, football team and the Cowboys. Um, I kind of uh, i i know this isn't a pick 'em but who do you have in those two games Texans versus Lions um, Washington football team versus the Cowboys you No know, I think Texans and Detroit will be closer than people think cuz Detroit Detroit's terrible they always are historically but I mean bro they still put they up got, points in games though Dude they got smacked by PJ Walker and don't get me wrong uh, hey nothing against my boy PJ but he is not yeah. a Teddy Two Gloves who's yeah. been slinging it this year um and they got smacked and then, by PJ Walker and yeah, the Panthers and, and then on top of that Deshaun Watson's been playing his best games of the year the last 3 weeks Yeah and they just lost their number 1 draft pick at corner the Lions and some other pieces uh, Ogba's out yeah, he's out. And then they lost Kenny Galladay, I think. Dang. So, uh, I'd, I'd say the Texans. Okay. I, I think it'll be a shootout, though. Is it Matt Patricia, the quarterback for the Lions? The, Matt Patricia's he's the, the coach. coach. Matt and, Stafford. Uh, Matt Stafford's the, the, the quarterback. How, how does Matt Patricia have a job still? I think that it's – He's got nudes on someone. It's like the Lions are just so ashamed of their choice to fire Caldwell, and they're just sticking with it. I think that they, they're doubling down. Um, yeah, because – 
Cal- Jim Caldwell? What? He was the coach before, and he has their winningest record since yeah, the 60s. It, it, yeah, he had the winningest record. He got fired and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'm I'm with you. Um, I actually might consider Texans to be my lock of the week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going with the Texans as well. Um, Connor, you going with the Lions or are you going with the Texans? Texans, and I know that Cowboys just came off a big win against the uh, the Vikings, which blew me away, but – I'm going to go Washington and the Texans over the Cowboys and the Lions. Okay, so you're going so you're going the Texans and the Cowboys for your, those two games. Okay. No, Texans and the Washington football team. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Texans and the Washington football team. Uh, who you got? I'm going to go Washington too because Washington's got a way better defense. And Alex Smith, is he, if he can play somewhat decent, if he's still playing, I don't know if he's still playing, but if he can play somewhat defense against the Cowboys – so-so defense they should win and it's not like the Cowboys just the Vikings are so wishy-washy like I'm not gonna let the Vi- uh, the Cowboys good performance like put me in a trance and think they're gonna win see I'm I'm on the I'm on the opposite assumption um I think the Cowboys yes you're you're 100 right Minnesota's kind of been wishy-washy up and down and left and right um but the Cowboys looked good um Andy Andy Dalton threw t- three touchdowns um and it was the first – I was seeing something else where this is the first time in which the Cowboys have looked together in both offense, defense, and special teams. This is the first time in a while that Zeke Elliott has yards got rushing. over 100 yards rushing. Um, and so if they can kind of put that together, and I know that the Washington football team's defense is much superior than the Cowboys' um, but if they can kind of put that together um, and they can kind of uh, get kind of – they can get the Zeke running, and you can get Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket. If you can get him slinging that thing, it's gonna um, be then, ugly. then it, I I think it's going to be an ugly game. But I think it's going to be one of those like Thursday night games that we've been kind of talking about of like for the first couple weeks, the Thursday night games were terrible teams, but it was actually a really good game. Yeah. And I could see that kind of being the, the yeah. really good game. It's almost like this Thursday night could have been a really good game. Yeah, but we'll talk about that later then. I was thinking we'd do it after. After, uh, after that, okay. So you, if you wanted to, no, nah, no, nah, I I would much rather do that. that was so a transition. Oh, transitions, <laughs> boys. Um, but I think that so we have to talk about um, the Steelers, Texans versus Lions, Washington versus Cowboys. Um, but I think that what could have been was the Ravens versus the Steelers. Um, right now, the Ravens have five players and four staff members who have have COVID. Um, and so because of that, their game has been rescheduled to Sunday. Um, and I know that Avery has a lot let, to say about it. Connor talk. Um, but con man, do you have any kind of comments before I let Avery go on his rant that might be, last for 20 minutes? Warranted rant. Um, I think that the NFL, um, maybe, maybe, you know, looking out from an outside perspective, this, the, this, Pittsburgh Steelers have looked like they've kind of gotten the short end of the stick a few times. Um, I only say that because, you know, the Titans were like the first big team to get popped for COVID, and then it was them. And then I know there's other teams that are sick, but um, I'm sure potentially that maybe there's something the NFL's not telling us about Baltimore because I don't know, because I know that each team does contact tracing. And I know that some teams, players will get caught and like maybe the contact tracing has been like, well, they haven't been around anyone else recently. 
but like maybe for Baltimore with the four staff members, they were close enough to like maybe five or six players that they're worried that like it's going to be a more of a balloon or a mushroom effect where like it's small now, it might get much larger than this person was caught with COVID before coming into the before coming into the facility and he was sent home immediately because they get tested every day. Yeah. So maybe there's like a, maybe, you know, uh, I do think it's crappy. I think of the Steelers Baltimore game would have been fantastic. If you were going to ask me what game I was going to watch, that absolutely was going to be the game that I was like most interested in, you know, the undefeated Steelers versus the Ravens high power, you know, Lamar Jackson offense that we saw who, who would have maybe, maybe had the, maybe would have had the fire lit under them because right now they are, the first one out of the hunt in the wild card spot. Um, and so maybe that's yeah. going to fire light a fire. I mean, we're talking about the reigning defending MVP. So, but uh, Connor, do you have anything else before? No, I, I think that in, in a more perfect world, maybe um, we would have seen a better response from the NFL. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot. There's probably a lot of big decisions going on right now with within the NFL for all this stuff. So I'm not going to immediately trash them. I'm sure there's like someone smart enough and said like there's like a list of criteria of when do they move a game and when do they not. And maybe the Steelers and Ravens game unfortunately checked all those boxes in the NFL in order to be like maybe trying to keep the lid on on like keeping the spread because. I know that like the Baltimore just played the tech, the Titans and the Titans got popped with a few positive tests. So maybe they're trying to stop a, like a potential super spreader event where like the Ravens might have some people who are asymptomatic that hasn't been caught and then they spread it to the Steelers and that's the big team right now. So like, yeah. I don't know. And I mean, there's just a lot of stuff going on that I say that like could be affecting that we don't see but I'm going to let Avery take over and absolutely demolish all my points and his opinions. No, no actually, I'm actually you, agreeing with actually, you. Actually, do you want me to say my like my opinion before you? Yes, yeah, say yours. So um, I, think, I think that the – personally, I think that the uh, there should be some kind of punishment for it. Um, I do think that they should lose a draft pick. I mean, if you got John Gruden who's losing six a six-round draft pick for not wearing a mask on the sidelines. Mike Tomlin got fined $100,000. If Mike Tomlin's getting fined $100,000, you have plenty. Sean Payton, I think, lost a six-round draft pick as well for not having his, his mask, mask on, on the right. sidelines. Um, if that's happening um, – then I feel like the same kind of repercussions, if not more severe, should be for the Ravens. Yeah. I do agree with that, um, but I do think that the 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 moving it to Sunday um, it sucks. And yes, I know that the Steelers have kind of been on the wrong no, side of it with, with the, the Titans, it. with the with the Ravens. But I feel like it was just necessary because, like the Forty ers for instance, have seven people who are still on their uh, COVID injury From the reserve, last time. Um, but. A lot of that happened last week, um, and so that was last week, right? Yeah. Well, it's it two still so it had a lot of them went on got COVID like last week, um, but week. yeah, and that was their bye week, and so um, it was kind of the perfect time where they didn't have to move it. That whereas, like nice. a lot of a lot of the people, the the forty six or however 46, 45, 47 people who are on the 
like on the roster, you know for sure that they don't have it. Um, and yeah. those seven people who are on the COVID reserve list um, are definitely like quarantined and by themselves. Whereas the Ravens, on the other hand, could be. I mean, we saw it. On Monday, it was Mark Ingram and uh, J.K. J.K. Dobbins, and now it's kind of grown to – They got Calais Campbell. Yeah, now it's like four and five people, and like staff members are getting it, Um, whereas I don't think there's been any new tests today. Um, I think that started yesterday. I don't think it was any new positives today. But it – It's like a staff issue. Yeah, I'm going to get to it. I know what happened. Yeah, and not only that, but with it being like – we we learning about it yesterday. The the game being Thursday, um, I think that moving it. I mean, if you you canceled it or something like that, that would be kind of out of this world for me. Um, but I think moving it to win or moving it to Sunday probably was probably the best decision in my mind. Yeah. But I do think that there are consequences. So, so go ahead, Avery. All right. So I do agree with Connor for the most part. I do think moving it's the right thing to do. I hate it, but the problem with me is the NFL's inconsistency. With the 49ers having the whole season, you agree to these terms of the Players Association and the clubs that you will have a 16-man practice squad, and if your players can't play, you bring them up and play with who you don't have, right? So that's my main problem is that, like, what was the point? But at the same time, as a Steelers fan, or even if I was a fan of the other team this happened to, it's the Steelers got screwed out of their bye week. They practiced the whole week they were supposed to play the Titans, Got the week eight moved to week four. So now they basically are playing 16 weeks straight. And then they thought they were going to play tomorrow and then have like a little mini buy. And they're essentially getting screwed over for another team's incompetency. And the reason I say incompetency is their strength and conditioning coach had some, uh, he's the one who got Marlon Humphrey sick, who in turn got Vance McDonald sick on the Steelers. But the Steelers contained theirs. I'm just saying. But the, uh, the strength and conditioning coach, they came out and said it an hour before we started recording that he was the guy. They didn't name him, but they said it, their strength and conditioning coach hasn't been wearing a mask in the facility and had symptoms of COVID and didn't report it, and then he got players and team members sick. So, I think, the coach favor. I think that's why like the NFL went quickly to like close it because if it was – I mean, I agree with you. I think you have perfectly good grievance that, yeah, like the, the NFL has kind of screwed over the Steelers – um, but I do think that there is, uh, like, when someone says, hey, I wasn't, I was not, I didn't tell anyone I had COVID, they're worried that, like, half the Baltimore players will get sick, and then, like, you cannot have a game on Thursday. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, and it's, it's punishable, I feel like. Either that guy loses his job, or they get fined, or we get a compensatory, like, six-round pick or something, but, like. It's not fair to the Steelers players or the organization to get screwed out of their bye weeks essentially twice, even though they get extra rest and that's beneficial. But at the same time, you prepared all week or your three days on your short week, you prepared to play and now you don't. Yeah. And to me, and this isn't, and I, I think that you're completely justified in it, but to me, it's not a, the Steelers are getting screwed in my aspect, in my, in my mind, it's more of the Ravens are messing it up for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think that like the Ravens do need, like I said, I do think the Ravens do need to be punished. They need to be held accountable um, because that's just having a strength and conditioning coach who is not wearing a mask at all during the entire practice facility, everything um, that is unacceptable, especially in today's society. Um, but I, I think that it's more of, 
hey, the Ravens need to get punished, they need to get fined, they need to lose draft picks, whatever it is, rather than the the Steelers are kind of getting screwed. Because I do I do understand that, like, yes. As a fan, they're getting screwed. As a, as as a, a fan. Yeah, as a fan, they're definitely getting screwed because, like, who wouldn't, like Connor said, who wouldn't want to see the Ravens versus the Steelers, the undefeated uh the undefeated Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. Best games of the year, probably. Honestly, and it would have been on Thanksgiving night with everybody with their family, and it would have been amazing. Um, But as a Steelers fan also, you now have three extra days to prepare. And, yes, that means that the Ravens also have three extra days to prepare for you, which kind of sucks. So it's kind of a give and take. but It's fine. But I'm already over it, but I was pretty hot earlier. I can only imagine how much money the NFL is losing. Oh, yeah. By losing oh, yeah. a Sunday night football broadcast on a holiday when yeah. everyone's together with the two biggest rivals. Now, who do you think – which one do you think is more people watch the most? Thanksgiving Thanksgiving football or Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, NBA basketball? NFL is the oh, biggest I sport think- in America. I think that's a, a, a question of the, the sport because I'll never forget, there's like multiple games, a lot more games going on of basketball, I think, on Christmas than there is football in, in, in Thanksgiving because I remember like the Patriots-Jets football game was awful. Um, people stopped watching it. It was like one of the lowest rated ones because, you know, but I think it was what two years ago or a few years ago, Bills played the Cowboys for Thanksgiving, and that was like the most watched NFL game, like ever or something. It was like it, it broke some milestone for viewership, but maybe like that game in general. So I, I do think that there is a uh, a definite uh, maybe more households watch an individual game on Thanksgiving for football just because there's less of them because. If you're a Cowboys fan or a Washington Reds, uh, Washington football team fan, I don't think anyone's like, oh, heck yeah, I'm about to watch the Cowboys who are, what, 3-7 and seven, take on the Washington football team who's 3-7. and seven. Or I'm really going to see the Lions play the, 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 the Texans because that's going to be a, a, like a beatdown. You know, if you, if you did tell me that, like, the Steelers, Steeler Nation getting out, getting ready to go watch their team play, and the Baltimore Ravens still being like a, a, a you know, like a, a fan favorite team, um, still being like popular play on Thursday. I would say for sure, probably Thursday. You know, you know, you're going to see a lot of people watching uh, the football, football gods over basketball. Yeah. But um, you know, but now that the Steelers aren't playing, I mean, I'm going to watch football, but I'm probably be like super happy about it. So here's the other thing that sucks. Back on the. Raven Steelers thing is Friday in Pennsylvania they effectively like go into like another indoor outdoor limitation on people and they won't have fans Sunday. So they they would have had fans tomorrow but they won't have fans Sunday. So everybody who had tickets loses it like they get their money back but like imagine the people who had like plane plane tickets and stuff yeah. to like drive up there like no nah, for sure. I don't know. I I do think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to get, especially since someone there had was not wearing mask and broke protocol. Yeah. That is a for sure like punishment needs to come down from the from from Roger God Goodell and his and his and his uh and his team of, of people. If they don't get punished, Steelers fans will just lose their minds. 
Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, I So kind of sticking and kind of going off of that and kind of looking at where we're at, uh, I wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion on Joe Burrow um, sticking in the AFC North, um, tearing his ACL, MCL, as well as um, having structural damage um, and having to have – having to go into um, like a, a pretty ma- a pretty major surgery with major, major uh, rehab and, and reconstruction and stuff like that. And so I, I know that this is way too early um, to say this, but, but we are a sports show. And so I want to hear your, your take. Do you think that he'll bounce back? Do you think that he might come back um, maybe less than he did before? Like, what What do you think will be the future for Joe Burrow? For me, uh, I think it's a tough break because he's having one of the best rookie seasons ever, even though their record doesn't show because Bengals didn't build a defense or an O-line around him, just playmakers. Um, but he's got signs of being a good quarterback for a, few, for a long run. I think he could be their franchise guy. Just depends. Like you're playing in the AFC North against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, who are two powerhouses for the last twenty. Well, Steelers forever, but Baltimore for the last twenty years. You have to find a way to get players to compete, and Cincinnati hasn't been able to do that except for like a five-year run with Andy Dalton. Yeah. No, for sure. What about you, Connor? Um, I think that it's. Uh, I mean, I got his jersey. I got his jersey. You know, obviously coming into me for for a bet for winning a fantasy football game but um i'm 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 really devastated because i did like joe burrow um i like watching him at you know in college and him coming in and and him being from that area being an ohio kid and that was like such a big thing for him and you know he he stepped up and was just like you know peyton manning told him you know hey you're going to go to a bad team. Like, I think Peyton Manning was like, I threw, like, my most interceptions ever playing for ball, like, Indianapolis because we were terrible or whatever. But, um, you know, it's going to be rough for you, whatever. But I I was kind of like, all right, ACL tear is not as bad as it used to be. But as, like, more news came in, ACL, MCL, structural knee damage, like, that's a nasty injury. And... You know, I think modern medicine's great, and like Joe Burrow's attitude and his like drives to play, I think is there. But I think if they, if the Cincinnati Bengals like bungle this, as the Cincinnati Bungles do sometimes, and don't give him like the right treatment, and they don't rush him out there, I was seeing talks of him not playing next year entirely because it's like a nine to twelve month long recovery. Yeah, for, for all of these, long. like what they estimate. So I think that. Um, if given the right time, he'll come back. I think he'll do great. But I mean, Ed, that's a lot of damage that he suffered. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it. No, I think that there's definitely cause for concern. Um, just because I think that it's one of those things where, um, yes, uh, I I completely agree with you, Connor, that ACL isn't as devastating as it used to be. Um, but I think that, like, if you look at stats, you look at science. Um, his knee will – I mean, there there's studies that say that for the next seven years that there's still going to be like a 12% loss of strength in his left knee or right knee or whichever one he loses AC, or towards ACL in. One of his, one of his 
Yeah, and I think that with that, um, it's going to be hard for him when when he comes back. Um, I think that because of the ACL, he's not going to be as dynamic of a player. Of he he might still be the prolific passer um, that we saw at LSU that we saw for part of this year, um, but he won't be the dynamic player of run around can can run people over um and he might be a little he might be a little uh scared like not scared but Anxious. like a, a little per, a little bit more cautious um now well, instead said, of my bad so go he ahead. said he liked taking those hits it gets him like, yeah ready for the game but then he just took one too many <laughs> yeah and it, it's one of those things where next time maybe he'll slide or something like that but when you when you lose that aggressiveness in your game and you're you are Joe Burrow, which you're you're probably one of the mo- more like in the bank with the Bengals organization. You have to like you have to be aggressive um, because it's not like uh, it's not like Tampa Bay or uh, Indianapolis, which have a kind of a good offensive line set around you. Whereas Joe Burrow is running for his life up in Cincinnati. But kind of talking about the Buccaneers, um, I wanted to kind of I wanted to get your take because um, they got mollywop by the Rams um, and Tom Brady over his last four games um, is O of 19 from for deep passes um, and so are we seeing the Buccaneers demise as we as we know it are we seeing the end of Tom Brady as we know it I think Tom Brady and Bruce Arians were not a good match I think he's not the type of passer to play in his system of the air raid crazy routes two seconds to throw you're 43 or 42, and you're being asked to throw and sit in a pocket for a few seconds and make a throw like you're Jameis Winston. And he doesn't have the mobility to get away either. And it's not just that for their woes. They have virtually no running game. Take away that 100-yard run from against the Panthers, and like between him and Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette can't hit a hole to save his life, even if it's open. And he, Leonard Fournette's dropping yeah. hella passes. So is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones has – he has less uh, yards per catch than he does yards per carry right now. And that's Dang. abysmal. That's, like, record-setting low. It's, like, uh, 4.2 yards per catch and, like, 4.8 yards per carry. So, like, that's you, wild. In, a, in, a, in a catch, you can literally just, like, take two steps and be four yards. Yeah. So, like, just they're whole, right, wholly, like, dysfunctional right now with all that talent. You got a loaded, loaded, quotes, running back room, loaded wide receiver room. Not quoted for that. But you can't make plays, and everyone's going to paint him as washed. I don't think he's washed. I think he's great. I think he's the smartest probably ever to play. But I just don't think him and Bruce Arians are a great match. I didn't nah. mean to go on a rant, but I just – I don't see them as a threat in the NFC anymore. No, nah, and I, I think that you have a point of, like, Tom Brady in, his, in this stage of his career I thought was going to go to a – more of a Chargers team where it's not going to be a an air raid – a quarterback heavy offense um, where it's more of like, Oh, let me hand the ball off. Let me do more of kind of the, the rushing aspect. Um, kind of what Philip rivers is kind of, I see kind of him transitioning a little bit into, I mean, the Colts were interested in him at one point. Yeah. And they picked Philip rivers over Tom Brady. Um, and whether or not that's a good, I mean that we saw that the Colts won a nail biter against green Brett, Green Bay and Phil Rivers played pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and so maybe they they knew something that the world didn't. Dude, I, um, but sorry. go ahead. I uh, think Tom would have done well on a on a team like Chicago. 
I think that he would. I think that if Tom Brady would have went to a Colts team that has the offensive line, that has Quinn Nelson, that has a lot of other good offensive linemen around yeah. him, um, Tom Brady could. I mean, you're talking yeah. about you. You hit the nail on the head. We're talking about the smartest person to ever play the game. Of like, if you give Tom Brady six seconds. I don't care who's He'll the defender. Someone. He'll find someone. Um, and so I think if you would have gave him a Quinn Nelson-led uh, Colts offensive yeah. line, then we would be talking about the Colts being the number one seed in the AFC, in think, my opinion. I think it's coming down to people are running out of excuses, and it's starting to just be, look, he's washed now. Yeah, and I mean, we we said the same thing with Drew Brees. Drew Brees – like, yeah, we thought the, he was dead in week two. At the beginning of the year, we thought he was dead. He wasn't throwing the long ball. His like he was throwing for like five point six yards per per pass per or something like that. And so, like, yes, Tom Brady. We're still talking about like I, I saw in the the MVP polling that he's still like number seven or something like that. That's crazy. But I, I think that it's like we. I mean, he's 43 years old. I mean, Father Time catches up to everybody. They have even to- the best in the world, even the goat. I think him and Bruce are clashing, and Bruce is just having his way because well, I'm the head coach. Well, I've heard like I've heard that like Bruce is like telling like media, well, if we had a good quarterback who can make this throw, then like we would be winning these hey. games. And it's like and like yes, I guarantee that Bill Belichick was in New England and was like, hey Tom, like in the in the meeting rooms or whatever, Tom, you're not making these throws. You've got to make these throws, whatever it is. But Bill Belichick not a single time has come out and be like trash Tom Brady. Um, Whereas Bruce Arians, I feel like, is kind of like pretty much saying, hey, the reason why we're not having success, the reason why we're losing is Tom Brady's fault. They're vastly different. Yeah, and I I don't think Tom Brady will ever say – like essentially, f you, Bruce. Like we're like I like it's not it's not my fault. It's your fault. We're the same um, age. Just because just because he's like a like he's a a consummate professional. Yeah. Um, but I I think that I I do agree with you that I think that there is some tension. Um, I mean you had you know when we when this started when AB got to town. Yeah, bro, he's a <laughs> curse, bro. I'm telling you, they're one and two with AB. He celebrates after every first down because, like, he knows he's got to relish his chances before <laughs> he goes to jail again. No, I feel you. Con man, what, what you what you think about the Buccaneers? Are they dead? Should they panic or should they – you think they can still make a comeback? I'm going to say this. If there's one man I don't count on, it's probably going to have to be Tom Brady. Um, I mean – I think the last – what's the last – they played the Rams, which is like a team that's pretty good. Um, I mean, yes, he is not that great on the deep ball right now, um, and that is concerning. I would be a little concerned about that because your wide receiving core is like – I would say the best wide receiving core arguably in the league uh, with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Rob Rob Gronkowski is there. Ronald Jones uh, is – OJ Howard. Is, Coach Howard, I mean, that, that is a great – There's no excuses. Um, I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet. They are, what, 7-4? and four. Uh, They are, I, I think, still in the contention. Four. Are they 7-4? and four? What is their record now? I think they might be 6-4. Six, they're 6-4. Six because I know that they're not the, at the head of the NFC South anymore because I, I know the Saints are. And I, they lost to them twice, so they're only looking at a wild card. Yeah. Yeah, unless they beat them outright – but based on record, um, which is definitely still the case. But 
they since are, we're ta- they're seven and four. They're seven and four. Um, since we're talking about divisions, um, we've we've kind of already discussed like the best divisions in football. But I gotta talk to y'all about this NFC East because to me, through week <laughs> eleven, where each team not only is the each team in the same spot, but each team has each team in the NFC East from the Cowboys to the Giants to the Washington Football Team to wh- whoever the fourth team is. I can't even remember. Eagles? The Eagles. There it is. Um, each one of them having only three wins, that to me is wild. Um, that, that that there legitimately can be a team that goes to the – like has a home field advantage in their first game and is going to maybe have a 5-11 a five and 11 record or a 6-10 and 10 record or whatever it is. That to me is wild. I, I, I got to say that that is – this is probably like the biggest just anomaly I think I've ever seen. It's just I've never seen a season of football where like a division is this bad. Um, Dude, I could and- I could tell you like if this happened in 1942, and I put this in my two truths and a lie, you would t- you would say that this was a lie. <laughs> yeah, like in like 60 years from now, this we're on decrepit, and we're still somehow doing this podcast. Um, and you were like, if you we're doing like, this podcast in sixty years, that would be wild. Announcers. Like, that time that like the freaking New York Giants somehow managed to go to the freaking playoffs with like a five and whatever record, I'm gonna be like, no, I chose to repress those memories and host a playoff game. Um, yeah, but I will say this though. I will say this: if any team in that division somehow makes it to the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl, greatest success story of football of all time. I would agree with that. I think that that would be the biggest Cinderella story. If, like, the Washington football team somehow makes their way in and they somehow win, I would say greatest, 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 greatest NFL story of all time. A team with the worst They beat Patrick Mahomes. They beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship. They beat Big Ben in the divisional round. It's the wrong conference. They won the Super Bowl. They were less Beat Drew than 500. Brees, I think the sports would, would explode. I think that, like, Beat Roger Aaron Rodgers would, and Drew Brees. would just ascend somewhere. He, he would just fly off. He would like, just fly off, off, yeah. Dude, at He'd that point, you just gotta, you just gotta go. But, uh, so... So we're talking about football. We're talking about kind of NFL. But I do want to kind of – we don't talk about college football much, um, but since the first playoff rankings came out um, this past week with oh, really? uh, Alabama coming in number one, Notre Dame two, Clemson three, Ohio State four, um, I wanted to kind of get your takes as to kind of what um, the – kind of do you think that that's the right order? Do you think that uh, – do you think that that's a good order? Do you think it's not a good order? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, sure. It's always Clemson, Bama, and Ohio State, and then a fourth team that straggles in. It just depends on who's quarterbacking them at the time and who's winning the Heisman for that team. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think that um, with what where we're at right now, just to let you know kind of the, the rest of it, um, Texas A&M right now is five, Florida is six, um, Cincinnati – 
the the oh, eight, they're really good. The eight and zero Cincinnati is seven. BYU, the nine and zero BYU is number eight. Um, and then Oregon, which is three and zero right now, is number nine. And since we're going, just since we might as well, uh, Florida is uh, Miami. Uh, Miami, the the U um, is number ten um, to finish out the top ten. So I, where's Florida? Uh, Florida is six. Okay, so. I think Florida will end up taking that spot from like Notre Dame or something. If okay, they keep winning. I think they have the best quarterback other than Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Trash no, he's. I mean, he's been he's been ha- he, honestly. A lot of people are saying that he's going to be the Heisman this year. But that's only if Notre Dame just has a catastrophic, abysmal meltdown. And, just and I think even if they lose a game, I think they'll still stay in the top four just because yeah. they beat Clemson. And yes, it was with their... Without Trevor Lawrence. It, it was without Trevor Lawrence, but um, I, I think... And I, I said that a couple weeks ago that I don't think that any non-Power 5 conference team will ever win a national championship. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Cincinnati, BYU, you're 8-0, you're 9-0, looking at number 7, uh, looking at number 8, and especially if we're kind of with this new system of now it's a, a playoff format, um, that they have a chance. I mean, that, I mean, it's hard to argue that they're, they should be 1, 2, or 3 because 1, 2, and 3 is 7-0, and 0, uh, Alabama, 8-0, Notre Dame, uh, 4-0, Ohio State. But if Texas A&M loses, Florida loses, Clemson somehow loses, um, I, I think that Cincinnati, BYU, one of those teams might be the Cinderella story. Um, I mean, honestly, this would probably be the biggest – I think that it would probably be the biggest Cinderella story or like Cinderella team to get in since like Iowa got in to the college football playoffs about two, three years ago. Um, And I I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, But I wanted to talk about college football just because we don't talk about it much. Um, It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Um, And Pac-12's back. Pac-12's full force um we have indiana <laughs> indiana dude i was so excited for their football it, team yeah uh, because their football i don't want to interrupt you can we just appreciate the kiki down the what the like the indoor the kiwi dome i think it's like i i i don't want to it's like an indoor football stadium. It's like really weird looking. Y'all never heard of it? I guess no, we appreciate I, it. I, yeah, yep. we'll we, hey, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but we have no idea what you're talking about. Um, but I think that it, I think that we are right now, and I'm going to be honest with you, if you look at Alabama, you look at Notre Dame, you look at Ohio State, you look at Clemson, I think that that is the strongest top four that we've ever had in the college football playoffs. Of Alabama with Mac Jones kind of just – freaking running rub shot over this place, um, probably making his case for the Heisman. You have uh, Clemson, Q, uh, touchdown Jesus, who yeah. is just over here slinging that thing whenever he gets back um, full force. Um, Ohio State. Now, you want to talk about somebody who got screwed, and that's Florida State um, c- kind of canceling their game because of one positive COVID test. Um, oh, yeah, Dabo's right. He has every right to be pissed. Oh, I would be pissed too. Um, but Ohio State, Justin Fields, arguably uh, top five pick. Notre Dame, who is a probably one of the most well-rounded teams that we've seen. First year in a conference. First year in in a conference ever. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that I think it's going to be a good. I think that if 
COVID, Lord willing, COVID kind of lays off. I think that this is going to be the best NCAA kind of football Rona, please lay year. off. Yes, dude. For real. Isn't, isn't there only four teams that go into the playoffs? Yep. Yes. They're, they extended to eight. I, I, I could agree with that. Um, I think – Maybe give uh, two teams a, a first-round bye or something and then – so I, I don't know I don't know exactly how to feel about it um, just because it's like how would you do it just because I've heard sometimes that like each of the power five conferences whoever gets like it could be literally like a NFC East situation where like every does everybody does bad in the AC, ACC one year but they some people are saying if they extend it to eight then like each one each power five conference would have a spot in the playoffs. Um, and it's kind of like, it would kind of be like the NFL. Um, but I, I'm not t- entirely sure. Um, and I think that a lot of people are like, Oh, how should we do number four? How should we do number five? But that's going to be the same question that we're going to be asking how, who should be number eight, who should be number nine. Um, and so it, it's going to be tough, whichever way we kind of pull it, but Kind of going off of college football, um, college basketball is back. Um, I I think that this is – I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know that it was back until this morning. Um, I I completely lost – Yeah, I completely (laughs) lost track. Uh, Time is gone now. Dude, honestly. Um, But you had Illinois, number eight Illinois, beating North Carolina A&T. The score was 122-60, to if anybody wants to know. close game. Uh, Close game, yep. Um, Ohio State beat uh, Illinois State. Um, another close game, ninety-four to sixty-seven. Um, yeah, and then close. you have Iowa, who apparently Iowa is like ranked number six in the country. Um, apparently, they have the number one like person to watch. This Recruit. like big white guy. Um, oh, yeah, big, 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 big stalks. Uh, I guess he was but, a he was an internet kid. I, I, I just know, I just know, I know you you watch ESPN uh, Snapchat, yeah. and he was like the number one person to watch. I know who watch. he is. He's big. But they they beat North Carolina Central, another close game, ninety seven to sixty seven. Well, that one was um, actually really close. Yep, the closest of the three. <laughs> closest of the three. Um, actually, I'm slow. Ohio State, it's okay. Um, North Carolina beat Charleston. There's been a couple of other games. That was about um, twenty close game. Yep. Uh, North Carolina, UNCC was most. I'm kind of glad that this got canceled. UNCC was supposed to verse the number 12th ranked uh, University of Tennessee today. Oh. Uh, but they got canceled. You know because- what's wild? I went to high, uh, high school with one of the kids who plays on UNCC's team. Really? Yeah. Well, I was in the same grade as his older brother. but I was about to say. You, I know his. Uh, we kind of old now. Well, he's a freshman now or a sophomore. I don't know. I know the kid. Shout out to him. Shout out to my boys. I'd say his name, but I don't like. I want everyone to like look him up and trash him if his stats look. No, I feel you. Um, now with Charlotte, uh, with college basketball being back, I want to kind of get your opinion. I want to get your take. And I know that we are literally on the first night, but I think that it's nice to kind of look ahead to March Madness just because we haven't had March Madness in a year and a half. Loyola, Chicago, all the way. Loyola, Chicago, with the nun bringing it back. <laughs> but um, who who you got? Who for real? Who who's your who is your team to go to the championship? You got Iowa with the big white kid. You got Kansas, <laughs> who, who's always a contender. Duke, I think, is number 10 right now. North Carolina is number um, 15 or 16. 
Gonzaga is one. Um, I think really? Michigan State is, I think, up there. Um, and as well as, I think, um, Villanova's three. I'm so go Carolina. They're my squad. I don't know any other people on the other teams. For now, I'm going to go Carolina. We need to revisit this about halfway through. Okay, so we got Carolina. Avery's going Carolina. Um, I am personally going with Kansas. Um, they're ranked number six in the country right now. Um, I think that the Kansas, they've been – they haven't been that great since Joel Embiid left, um, but I think that this is their year to kind of bounce back, make a run for the championship. And I'm going Kansas goes all the way. Con man, who you got? Baylor. Baylor, okay. okay. Where, but where's Baylor ranked? And then everyone out of the top ten from there. Okay, okay. I think Baylor will get it. You know, I'm just taking a hot guess. I looked at the top twenty-five and said they seem good. They seem good. I haven't spent that much time diving deeper into college basketball, but um, it's definitely something to watch because I do kind of keep up with March Madness. My friends and I do a bracket challenge, and and missing that sucked. So. and I can't wait for Baylor to somehow drop out of the top 25 now, and then some kid's going to listen to this at Baylor and be like, this guy ruined it for all of us. Yep. Um, now, we talked about who you got this year, but who is kind of your sleeper? Um, we saw a lot of sleepers last year. We saw Arizona State, Dayton, obviously. Um, who is kind of your sleeper pick of, like, a team who might is maybe in the top 25 but very low ranked on the top 25 or they're not ranked at all um, that you could see kind of climb up the ranks and maybe not win it all but make a very big push at the the championship. I'm going with Arizona State. Um, Arizona State, I think, is ranked like number 18 right now. Um, Latin. Last year, they had a very, very good team. Um, Yes, they did lose a couple of key starters, um, but I think Arizona State is a very good, well-coached team. Um, And so I'm going with Arizona State, maybe not winning it all, but I could see Arizona State going to the Elite Eight, maybe maybe even going to the uh, Final Four. So um, I'm going Arizona State. I don't really – I'll be going – I'll let Avery go next. I I could just pick one out of a hat, really. Auburn? Auburn heard Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, shout outs. Uh, oh, I just go U- UCLA. Go UCLA, okay. Uh, the the place where Lamelo Ball, now Charlotte Hornet, um, was supposed to go, um, and bro, that it's it's wild. Um, but oh, we should talk about the Hornets getting Gordon yeah. Hayward waving Nick Batum, dude. I think the Nick Batum thing's been long overdue. Long overdue. Um, just because, dude, Nick Batum isn't like he – yes, he um, he was good for one year, but, dude, ever since then he's just been terrible. Um, he got his and, money. And he got like – it was like a $26 million contract. Um, $26 million a year I think contract. He's making more than Giannis. Dude, honestly, he, he he. I think he is. But Gordon Hayward, um, I I think that that is a, a decent signing. pickup uh, for the Hornets. I think that he's a good player, but um, they paid him thirty million dollars, so I'm not entirely sure if that's if he's good enough for that thirty million dollars a year um, contract that he's getting. It's but just nice to have somewhat of a team, though. It's nice to have somebody who's kind of known. Yeah. Um, because like last year we had a good team of like you had uh, Devonte Graham, you had PJ Wa- uh, 
P.J. Washington. You had uh, uh, Miles Bridges. You had Cody Zeller. You had uh, quite a few uh, – Malik Monk. You had a, quite had, a few like, players. A squad of role players. And now we have two dudes, Gordon and LaMelo, could be those guys. But not only that, but, I mean, a lot of people are forgetting about this, and I don't know why, but Devontae Graham, who is arguably should have been most improved player last yeah. year. Well, he's going to be a point guard now. He's going to start. You think you think Lamelo's going to be shooting I think guard? Lamelo's going to be shooting guard. Three would be Hayward. I think I, I would flip it. I would have uh, Devontae Graham, who's a much better scorer than Melo is, have him as shooting guard, and then Devontae Graham. Size. Right. No, I feel you. Uh, Lamelo is six seven, yeah. um, but he's got. He could play. He's not a scorer. He's more of a facilitator, passer type thing. He is not a scorer. I'm watch his tape. He's got a terrible jump shot. Not his jumper. I'm talking about. He's like a slasher. Oh yeah, no, he he's a slasher, but I think that his his strength in the NBA is going to be more of a passer, more of a facilitator. His his basketball IQ is going to be amazing. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. Now, I I so, con man, do you have any comments on uh, the Hornets, the state of the Hornets? I did see that they're trying to do a, a sign and trade, where they're trying to get someone to pick up the platoon contract. I think it's going to be difficult to find someone who's going to take them for that price. Uh, so I think that, like, Trading for I mean, I don't think – I think the Hornets – I mean, yes, Gordon Hayward is good when he's not hurt. He's always kind of had, like, that injury problem. Um, I am happy to see that we are we made some type of move, but I would have been happier with us just completely eating just, – just getting rid of Nick Patoon, dropping his contract anyway, and not doing anything this year, like kind of figuring out what the team needs. And then may and then make uh, some other like free agency moves next year, but um, someone someone gets paid more than me and knows more than me to make those decisions. And I'm gonna support the team. I mean, I don't think like as well. That team is worth that much money, but I really having to kind of pay above market price sometimes to to get players to come to Charlotte to to play. Um, but hopefully that changes if we have some success. Maybe someone wants to play with ball or, or something, and we continue to draft well, and we form a, a semi-competitive team and hopefully find someone like a Dame Lillard who we draft kind of late in the draft, maybe next year, who becomes like a another like franchise player or something like that, you know? No, and I think, I think the Hornets, to their credit, did – uh, a lot of places are saying that they had the best draft out of all thirty-two t- or thirty teams, thirty-two teams, whatever Dude, it is. That center they drafted is a stud, bro. Yeah, and the fact that they got him—he was uh, ACC Freshman of the Year. Like the fact that they got him for the thirty-second pick is wild to me. I think that that was a great pickup. Um, I think that he could maybe learn for a year under Cody Zeller, and then next thing you know, he could be. Yeah. Maybe a Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Uh, maybe he could be a. I don't think that he's going to be in ne- the next Carl Anthony Towns, but a good maybe another Miles Turner of like yeah. a good defensive player, maybe a a post up, a post up big man. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's like a big beefy guy, and I think he's seven foot, seven foot one. So he he's got the size to be a good good center in the NBA. Get some muscle on him. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I, I think that it's going to be good. Um, and you got kind of a couple more pieces, like you got the guy from uh, Charleston, the point guard, who's yeah. he adds a little bit more depth, a little bit more scoring. I can't remember. I think they're name. gonna, they're probably gonna get rid of the the Martin twins, and I know they waived Dwayne Bacon. Yeah, and I know they uh, Willie Hernan Gomez's contract was up, so that's why they drafted that kid. 
because I didn't have a backup center. No, I feel you, I, dude. I I think that I think that the the Hornets got a. I mean, seventh seed. I would go with. So let's see. Right right now you got in the East you have the the Heat, Bucks. Celtics, Bucks, um, Wizards, Nets, and John healthy. Nets. Other than that, the last three are a toss up. I'm going to go with the Hornets get the sixth seed. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely don't think that they're good enough to Raptors beat. Raptors, too. Raptors, so five. So we'd be um, seven. <laughs> so six or seven. Um, I think that the Hornets cannot – personally, I don't think this team that we've just concocted together, I don't think that they're going to be good enough to get the, the first, second, first through five. Um, but I think that they have enough talent to definitely go – get into the playoffs. I mean, they were the number nine seed last year, and they had a pretty terrible team. They were a half game out of the bubble. Yeah, exactly. We got screwed over. They, no, they were 10th seed. Um, but now, the the moment that you all have been waiting waiting for. Oh, lock of the week. Not lock of the week. Oh. We'll do that in a second. Okay. Um, yes, we did. We, we are terrible with that. What was mine? Uh, oh, we'll get to it later. We, we all lost, by Dang. the way. All of us lost. Um, just to, to answer your question, Avery, yours was Miami minus three over the Dolphins. Bro, or, uh, everyone the, I pick is cursed. Bro, they should have won. The Cardinals <laughs> just just were on fire and then just decided to lose to the Seahawks. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he had the Vikings beat the Cowboys. <laughs> That's worse than mine. So I now we do have the the two the truths. segment that is taking the internet by storm. The two truths and a lie. Thanksgiving Day edition. So are we ready, boys, to hear the two truths and a lie? Yes. For sure, for sure. Yes. I was like, okay, nobody's gonna talk. All right, number one. Emmett Smith has the most career Thanksgiving Day rushing yards with 1,178 yards. All right. Okay. The Cowboys have the most team wins on Thanksgiving Day with 33 wins. And then the third one. In Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day 1945, Willie Anderson recorded the NFL's first 300-yard game receiving. So he was a receiver First, first one to get three hundred yards in a game. So, is it Emmett? Is it Emmett Smith who has the most career Thanksgiving Day rushing yards with one thousand one hundred seventy-eight? Is it the Cowboys having the most team wins on Thanksgiving uh, with thirty-three, or is it Willie Anderson who, in nineteen forty-five, recorded the NFL's first three hundred-yard receiving uh, football game? I'll let Avery go first on this one. I think Emmett's the lie. Okay. What do you think, Connor? Um, I do think the Cowboys have the most victories on the NFL on, NF, on, on Thanksgiving for the NFL, but I don't think it's thirty-three. So you're saying that's the lie? Yeah. Okay. It. He is correct. Okay. But he took a shot in the dark. So the Cowboys. The Cowboys do not have the most. Uh, the Lions actually have the most. Uh, Thanksgiving Day wins with 37. See, only reason I thought it was Emmett Smith because I could have swore I saw someone last year pass like someone's rushing record on Thanksgiving. So Day. Barry Sanders has number two, and he has like 947 wow. on Thanksgiving Day. I thought like Alfred Morris had passed him. For <laughs> no, this is, this, this is a prime example of failing upward right here. 
Yep. Um, all right. So we got number two. So Connor right now is has a one o z one o lead. All right. All right. Troy Aikman has the most career passing yards on Thanksgiving Day with two thousand one hundred and seventy four passing yards. So career. Okay. Calvin Johnson has the most all time touchdown receptions on Thanksgiving Day with eleven. Or the last one, Jace, Jason Witten has the most career receptions on Thanksgiving Day with 73 receptions. These are all tough. These are tough ones. All right, Connor, you first. So I will re- I'll repeat them again just so for the people in the back. Troy Aikman has the most career passing yards on Thanksgiving Day with 2,174 passing yards. Calvin Johnson, on the other hand, has the most all-time touchdown receptions on Thanksgiving with 11 touchdowns and then jason witten has the most career receptions on thanksgiving with 73 receptions who is the lie connor you go first i would believe some stupid statistic that says that jason witten somehow has the most receptions on thanksgiving i i i I would that just seems such an odd fact to believe i'd have to believe it I believe Megatron is worth it. I don't think Troy Aikman has the most uh, for Thanksgiving. I think that maybe uh, either the yards are wrong or uh, he doesn't actually have the most. Uh, uh, that, that type of stat doesn't work with him. Right. I think it's I think Troy Aikman. So, Avery, I'm not going to tell, tell him where whether he's right or wrong yet. So the Troy Aikman one was mine because I think it's Matt Stafford. But my third one is I'm gonna go with the third one as the lie. Okay, so I will I will tell you technically he would be winning two zero, but I want to make this interesting because I have a third so it one. is Matt Stafford. It it is not Matthew Stafford. The actual winner is uh, Tony Romo with two thousand three hundred and thirty eight oh. yards on Thanksgiving. But Matthew Stafford is number two. Troy Aikman is number three. So since we were gonna guess the same one, we'll, we'll give we'll give Avery a point for knowing more football than me to make this a tie again. <laughs> yep. All right. So the last one and these are single game stats okay so troy aikman has the most passing yards on thanksgiving in a single game with 455 passing yards bobby grease has the most passing touchdowns in a or he's tied um and has the most passing touchdowns in a single game um with six passing touchdowns for thanksgiving obviously and then lastly Barry Sanders has the most single-game rushing yards on Thanksgiving with 167. So, I will repeat it again because I kind of stumbled my way through it. Troy Aikman has the most passing yards on Thanksgiving Day in a single game with 455 passing yards. Bobby Grease is tied with... Uh, is has kind of the co-record uh, for the most passing touchdowns on Thanksgiving Day in a single game. And then Barry Sanders has the most rushing yards in a single game with 167. And that's Thanksgiving okay. Day, obviously. I'm going to go with Troy Aikman as the lie. Okay. So Avery has gone with Troy Aikman as the lie. Uh, Con Man, would you like to chime in? What's the second one again? Bobby Gr- uh, Bob Grease has the is tied for the most passing touchdowns in a single game on Thanksgiving with six touchdowns. I'm, I'm going to have to say the lie is the Bobby Grease. I don't think he has six. I think that's like the most points ever scored 
in a football game is six. And for one player to do it, that sounds that sounds nuts. I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Bobby Groom maybe having five, not six. So both of you are wrong. It was Barry. It was, it was Barry. Barry I will if you. I promise you, if you can get who it really is, I will give you five dollars. I will Venmo you five dollars. It is in. He played in the seventies. He is a notable name in the seventies. Franco Harris. It is not. Franco Harris apparently has the most rushing touchdowns or something. He he had he has some kind of record for Thanksgiving, but it's not that. Goated. Um, who was the Cowboys' first running back? The one that they traded back in the no, you said seventies. So that's 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 nineties. Seventies. I would have no idea. I'm I will give you this one hint, and whoever whoever wins, that's Avery. You're, you're hinting. You're hinting at Avery here. Bills. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson has the most rushing yards on a single Thanksgiving game with two hundred and seventy-three yards. You want to know a fun fact? I was on Pristine Auction, not sponsored by them. Um, okay, I was not joking sponsored. around, and I saw a signed O.J. Simpson jersey, and I bet like 70 bucks on it, and I got kind of close to winning it. I was a little nervous. I was like, am I about to win this? Like, please, someone outbid me here. I was joking. No, nah, I'm weak. Bro, dude, that would have been wild. You would, ha- you, you would have to, like, you would have to hold it up in your class or something like that. Guys. I'm weak. Hey, you know, he didn't really do it, but even if he did, it's okay because he rushed for 2,000 yards in a season one time. Technically speaking, he was proven not guilty. Technically, he was acquitted. Not guilty and acquitted are very different things. Still, he rushed for 2,000 rushing yards. All right, last thing thing before we kind of get out of here. All right, I want to hear locks of the weeks. All right. This is where we get into the nitty-gritty. We are in week 12. And so we have 11 people, 11 teams that we cannot choose. So instead of me listing off all of them, you tell me who you want to pick, and I'll tell you whether you can use it. I got Raiders by three over Falcons. All right, remember that because I don't have any more space on my paper. But Raiders by three over the Falcons, okay? Um, I am going with... I, we I said it earlier when we were talking about Thanksgiving Day. I'm going with the Texans, who are minus three favorites over the Lions. Yet somehow, some way, Matthew Stafford is going to somehow beat me. So if you're watching this, <laughs> Vegas, bet bet heavy on the Lions. All right, Con Man, who you got as your lock of the week? Browns are going to score more than 6.5 points over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, so you got the Browns, which are minus six, six-point favorites over the over the who, Jacksonville Jaguars? Jaguars. Yeah. Okay. Just to let everybody know what the what the standings for the score is for this lock of the week. Connor is four and seven. Jacob, myself, is three and eight. And I or Avery is three and eight hey, as well. We could win the NFC I East. Bro, honest, we are the NFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Houston will absolutely beat up on the on the Lions and I don't I don't, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. We're the <laughs> NFC East. If, if if someone says 
detriment to myself. Dude, the bad thing is, is that I'm in like this NFL Pick'em league. So I'm, I'm cre- I created this NFL Pick'em league. I'm in the 99th percentile. I'm, I'm in the top 24,000th in the world. I just, it's every single week. Like every single week that we do this, I just completely mess it up somehow. I guess. You got to you got to love to see hopefully you win some money, but you're not one of the championship belts here. Bro, but you know what's wild is like all my losses have been ones that were like Sherlock wins. Dolphins over oh, Broncos. Oh yeah. No, and I feel the same way about mine too. Yeah. There's not a there's not a single the one. There's not a single one. We're talking about the Packers, the Titans, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Bucks, the that the, one blows the Ravens. Me. The Falcon the week I hammered the Falcons two and a half over the Lions is the week that Todd Gurley accidentally scored a touchdown. Oh, cuss my kiss my ass. You know what didn't happen is when Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb ran, ran out of bounds <laughs> at the one yard okay, line. That's just this that's worse. But I tell you what, I or think, the Panthers keeping it a two two oh point gosh. game with the Chiefs, freaking Panthers, <laughs> freaking Panthers, bro. But I think I, I think we should round this one out. I think that it's been a good Thanksgiving Day episode. Solid, solid. Um, I greatly appreciate everybody who is listening right now. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. We're thankful for you. Tease um, and peace for Connor. Tease and peace for Connor. Hopefully you don't get COVID. Um, but we will. Oh, always appreciate you. Um, But we will see you all next week. Have a good week.